Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church. Good morning. How are we doing, everybody? Doing well? Enjoying this beautiful weather? Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the sun since I've been here. I don't know what's happening. Um, I'm so glad to be here. I've seen so many familiar faces and then a bunch of new ones. It's just been a fantastic weekend. Uh, it's, been, it's been great, even though it's been rainy and cold in Indiana. I mean, just that's what it is. Uh, it's been fantastic to be here. Uh, it's, always, it's always fantastic to be in City Point, our home church. It's so good to be here. <laughs> I'm going to start crying already. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just so good to see everything that's uh, happening here um, and what, God, what God's doing right now. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm Danny Hinden. Uh, this is our home church, but we moved about just almost two years ago to Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, it's been sunny and beautiful, but it still has its challenges just like uh, just like everywhere else, so I've been suffering for the gospel in 80 degree weather, and it's been uh, it's been, it's been a tough time. But uh, uh, we've had our air and heat off actually for like the last month. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm just gonna keep on rubbing that in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it has its challenges, and 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 as I was pre- preparing for t- today's message, uh, you know, there were some a couple of things that were just kind of stern in my heart, and. Uh, and I thought about, you know, just sharing some testimonies of what's happening because God's doing some great things in Las Vegas. We've seen, uh, we've seen uh, gay and transgender people come to know who Jesus is and their lives being transformed. And it's just, it's like, it's amazing. People just lost in sin and shame and just carrying the weight of their world on their back. There's money. There's all this kind of stuff there. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't replace Jesus in your life. And, and, and I, you know, I thought I, I could share some of these stories and things like that, but, you know, I, I really feel like, uh, I, like God gave me this word that's been stirring in my heart, and then I heard uh, my dad, Pastor Dad, uh, uh, on Tuesdays with Mike, this is a shameless plug, uh, on Tuesdays with Mike, he was uh, uh, on Facebook Live, and uh, he was sharing something, and I'm like, these are the verses, and this is what's been on my heart, so I'm definitely going to just share this, and, and, and hopefully it blesses you guys today. Um, when I talked to John, who got married yesterday, and I told him I was going to be preaching today, he said, he said you, can, you can angry preach again. And I said... <laughs> I said, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but uh, buckle in. We don't know what's going to happen today. Uh, it's going to be good, though. Um, uh, as I was listening to my dad's message last week about wander or wonder, uh, you know, this is uh, this kind of hit my heart, and I'm, we're going to do, I guess, a mini series now because. Uh, because he did wander, wander, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something uh, along those lines. And his messages are always uh, so powerful and impactful and challenging. Um, so if you're not growing under these teachings, then you're not paying attention. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, let me say this also: if God has planted you here and you don't feel like you're growing. It's not the teaching in the church. It's not the, ch- it's not the church here. It's you. 
It's your spirit. It's your responsibility. God is moving in this place. And it kind of feels good that I can just say that and I can drop the mic and I get to go home and fly back next week. And, you know, like, you deal with this. You clean this mess up. Uh, (laughs) I can just walk away. Um, So these words have been stern in my my spirit, and uh, I've just really been meditating on this. And, And today's message, if you're taking notes... Um, Pastor, Pastor Dad preached on, uh, uh, on wander or wonder, and this message is pr- called progressing or becoming. Progressing or becoming. So if you would, bow your heads with me today. We're going to pray. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for every person that walked in these doors today. That, that, that braved the rain and, and the weather and everything, and they came to hear your word. They came to worship in your house, God. We thank you for what you're doing in, your, in their lives. We just pray, Lord, that you will speak to their hearts today, God. Speak directly to their hearts with your word. We love you. We thank you. We thank you for the Las Vegas Golden Knights who are 2-0 and right now and that are going to win the Stanley Cup in their first year in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody got to say amen to that. Um, since, uh, since we've seen you guys last, a lot has happened. Uh, a lot has happened since we left. We took the steps to, to move away. And uh, uh, when, we, when we were getting ready and preparing to leave, we, we sold our house and we went through the process of selling our house. And, uh, you know, a lot of you don't know this, but when we sold our house and we thought it was sold, the papers were getting signed, the deal fell through. And uh, going through that process, so we had sold everything. We had stepped down from our positions here, and uh, the deal fell through, and we were wondering what was going to happen. We were kind of in panic mode of, uh, of, of what's going uh, you know, to happen next. We had our going away party. All this stuff was happening, and then this deal fell through, and, and, and we just were like, you know, God, what are you doing? We went from praising God because our house sold so fast. We went from singing how great is our God to singing what have you done for me lately real quick. We, we, that happened real fast. But uh, we, we, we were going through this process and the deal fell through. And uh, in just a matter of a couple of days, all this stuff started to just pile on. And, and, and all this trouble and stress and everything just felt like it was hitting us at once. And it felt like God moved so quick. And, then, and, and, and we were going to be out there. And we had put deposits and stuff on, on a, in an apartment out there. We had paid for all these things. We didn't have any money coming in. We were depending on the sale of our house to, to, to get us the money to get out there. And when that fell through, we just were, we were feeling crushed. And, and after that fell through, um, it was, it, it was, it was really a, uh, it was really disheartening. And, and it, the moment those things were, were falling through and we started to scramble and we went into panic mode, there was, um, there was a time where, because we, we scheduled everything to be turned off, the air, the power, everything, there was a time for about three weeks that we were, we were living in the dark. We were, we, Jen was going to the bathroom in the dark. I'm a guy, I just went outside so I could see what was happening. I'm just kidding, I didn't do that. Um, 
So, but there was no power in the house. The mortgage was going to be due again. We had, we, all this stuff was hitting us at once. And it just felt like just so much was coming at us. Um, and, and I really felt like in the season, God was speaking to us because he speaks through these things that are going on in our lives. And, and he was speaking into whether or not we want to just progress to the next stage or place in our life, or are we still actively trying to become who Jesus has called us to be? And, uh, you know, so, so we're going through this, and, and it was a difficult time, and, you know, by the grace of God, uh, our house sold for even more than it did the first time. And, and everything started to fall into place. And as you know, we're in Vegas right now. And, but it was, it, was, it was a really difficult time. And we've all experienced, and maybe it wasn't that, but we've experienced difficult times in our lives where stuff like this has happened. And we just, we see no end to it. We don't know when it's going to end. It just feels like everything's hitting us at once. And, and, and what if I told you that you could get to the place God wants you to get to but you could not become the person that God wants you to be. That you could get to the place God wanted you, but, you, but not become the person God wants you to be. You can keep on moving forward. You, keep, you can keep on getting promotions. You can find a new relationship, a husband, a wife. You can keep on moving forward in your life and we can be successful in the eyes of the world, but we, don't be, we can lose sight of what God wants us, who he wants us to be. We live in a day and an age where we can create our own persona with social media. We can create Instagram profiles. We got one for our dog. You can create your own persona but what God wants us to do is become who he's called us to be. Not to create or to craft the perfect image we want to create because we're created in him, his image, not called to create our own. We get into this place where we're not satisfied because we're not pursuing our calling. We're pursuing a reflection of our calling. We're pursuing something that we think we're supposed to be pursuing or what we think it's supposed to look like. But when was the last time we asked God what he thinks? What he wants. What his heart is. And our calling is important. But the way we pursue our calling is even more, more important. Because the prize isn't the promotion. It's not more influence. It's not more people following us. The prize is becoming like Jesus. There will never be enough stuff. You can get everything you want. But if you don't have Jesus, it's not and will not be ever enough. And I know this seems like a very simple concept that we, that we hear a lot in churches, and, you know, but I, I think this is something that we really need to get deep down into our soul. 
that it's not just about progressing into the next stage, but it's about being who God called you to be. We're going to be reading some Bible verses today, so if you have a Bible, you can open it up. We're going to be in Romans 12. We're going to be a little bit everywhere, but starting off in Romans 12. If you're taking notes, which you should be, because according to a statistic I'm about to make up, 70% of what you write down, you retain. (laughs) Romans 12 says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life. This is in the message version. You're sleeping, you're eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does, in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not not by what we are and what we do for him. There's some big stuff that we can take out of this today, and, and I hope you're taking notes, and we're going to have a couple points here, and then uh, a big takeaway. So if you are taking notes, the first one to write down, number one, becoming is knowing God. And they talk about this at Growth Track here, and uh, knowing God is, a, is, is the first and foremost of everything. It's the foundation of what we what we build everything on, it's knowing God and uncovering God and, and, and unraveling the mysteries of God and, and knowing God and being in a life-giving relationship with him, it takes work and it takes time. It's something that you have to devote yourself to, that you have to consistently chase after. You need quiet time with God. You need quiet time with God in his word. You need time for him to speak to you, to guide you, to lead you. There's a sacrifice that takes place in every relationship, and it's no different in your relationship with Christ. Anything worth anything on this planet takes work, but it's only in the sacrifice of your, of your life will you find true love, true peace, and true rest. You will only find rest in Christ. Everything else is chasing the wind. Knowing God doesn't stop in accepting Christ. Knowing God is a constant unraveling of the mysteries of his word in relation to your life. Knowing God is knowing what he did for you and who he is to you. You are loved, you are accepted, and you are wanted. He sacrificed it all for you. And the, th- the hardest thing that we have to do 
is to learn how to embrace that and live in it. He gave it all. And walking in what he did for us, who he is to us, is one of the hardest things that we have to do. Someone that could give everything for you, lay his life down for you, loves you through all your sin, through all your problems, through everything, your missteps, whatever it is, he still loves you. That's a hard thing to understand because most of the time in in our relationships that we are in, when we make mistakes, people leave us. If we mess up, if we wrong someone, they walk out the door. So when we do the same thing and we sin against God, we expect him to leave us. But he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He loves you. He is pursuing you. Number two today, becoming is seeking God in every situation. You can take pleasure in your problems when you know that your problems will create perseverance and your perseverance is proof of your character which your proven character creates a confident expectation of God's love, his truth and his salvation in the midst of any situation. We have moments every day to reach the people around us. Listen, just like Vegas Portage, Vapo, Chesterton. There are broken people in need of the love of Christ in their lives. They need to know who Jesus is. They need to know who Jesus is to them, what he's done for them, and how they can live in freedom by walking in right relationship with him. There are people all over the city that are broken and hurting. I've seen the statistics that say 70% or no Christ or, or what, you know, the, the statistics of the city say 70% of people know Jesus. But there are people here, even if that is 100% accurate, there are still 30% of people in the city that need to know who he is. With 60,000 people in this city, that's a lot of people. I'm not going to do math up here. I'm a preacher, not a, not a math guy, mathematician. There are people in the city that need to know who Christ is. And you walk into them every day. They're at your jobs. They're at Tate's. I'm in Portage. I'm well cultured of the, uh, of the restaurants here. They're everywhere you go. And becoming 
like Christ, is seeking God in every situation and knowing what he's speaking in the moments, knowing who his heart is after in that moment. We have the, we have the ability to reach people every day. But the question is, will we see it? God is in the midst of our lives and there is access to him at all times. It's not just here on Sunday mornings. When we seek him, when we draw near to his heart, and when we chase after his will for our life, it gets easier and easier to see God in every situation. We, but we have to train ourselves to look for God. In the bad time, in the good time, and if we do look for God in every situation, whether it's a storm or a sunny day, it becomes easier and easier to see him in the midst of these. Invite him into your situation and then respond to it. Fix your attention on Jesus. Be ready to recognize what he's saying in the moment. The world is always going to try to drag us back into our flesh. But if you look for God in the situation, he will always bring out the best in you and the best of the situation. You believe that this morning? I need you to talk back to me. I'll preach at least 10% better if you do. <laughs> Number three, becoming is work. It takes work. It takes sacrifice. We don't have to work for his love. He loves us. But getting to know God and getting into deeper relationship with him, growing in your gifts, growing in your talents, growing in the grace that God has given you takes work. It takes moving forward. It takes becoming like Christ. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are a masterpiece. But God is still working on the masterpiece that is your life. When you're the masterpiece, that means you're not the artist, though. Oh, come on, somebody. You're not the artist. There's something refreshing in that. You don't have to do the work to paint your life's picture. God is directing you. If you're listening to him, he is directing your steps. He is guiding you. But a true masterpiece takes time. What God starts, he will finish. But it's not all going to happen right away. It takes time. A masterpiece takes time. I don't know if any of you paint here, if anybody's a painter or, or anything like that. But if you have ever painted before... 
You've used the canvas, if, unless you're doing finger paint in uh, the daycare here. But um, there, there is, uh, th- there's a canvas that you use to produce a masterpiece. And on this canvas is what is being painted, and at the end of it, through the progression of it, it becomes this master, uh, masterpiece. And, and I want to give you this today. That there's two really important characteristics of a canvas. One of them is a canvas doesn't have an opinion on what's being painted. Oh, come on. A canvas doesn't have an opinion on what's being painted. God's will will be done. Are you going to listen? Imagine what church would really look like, what the body of Christ would look like if we really said, Lord, have your way. The prize for all of us is an influence, is in position. It's well done, my good and faithful servant. Number two, a canvas is most effective for the artist when it's stretched the furthest. Some of you think you're just being stretched and stretched and you can't go any further. But God's just wrapping you around the frame. He's stretching you because he knows the beautiful masterpiece that's going to come out of your life. We pray for life to be easy. But we need to pray for wisdom. We pray for no problems. But we need to pray, God, bring it on. I can handle it. Bring me the issues. I will glorify your name. Your will be done in my life. I will be a light on a shining hill. In your Bibles, we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians 3. And as John McKee would say, I believe this is in the NASB version, which is the holiest of versions of the Bible to him. The ESV, the message, the King James, whatever it is, as long as you're reading it. (laughs) We're going to start in verse 7. But if the ministry of death and letters engraved on stones came with glory, so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was. How will the ministry of the Spirit fail to even 
to be even more with glory. For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. The worship team can make their way up here. Verse 12, therefore, 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 having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. Moses wore a veil over his face after he would be in the presence of God. He'd go into the presence of God, and he'd wear a veil afterwards because his face shone with the glory of God. But their minds were hardened, for until this very day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains, unlifted, because it is removed in Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as from the Lord... The Spirit. Moses' face shined with the glory of God after spending time with him. And he wore this veil so people would not see the fading glory on his face. The old covenant glory was temporary. The shining of Moses' face was destined to fade, it was temporary. But we have access to an unfading glory. Come on, somebody. Moses beheld the glory of God, and his face reflected that glory. But as new covenant believers, we get to behold the glory of God, and we're being transformed into that glory. This means, they use the word, transfigure in this metamorphos the same word when Jesus was transfigured on the mount and we are being transformed we are not done yet the work is not completed yet Jesus is done. We still got work to do. There's a masterpiece that's being painted. What this means is I am changed, but I'm changing still. Come on. 
I am changed, but I'm changing still. You need to get this in your spirit today. I am changed, but I'm changing still. God is at work. God is moving. I am changed, but I'm changing still. We're going from glory to glory. I'm being changed still. Glory to glory. He's not done with us yet. He's not done with this church yet. He's not done with Pastor Mike yet. He's not done with you yet. He is working in you. He is moving in you. Let him work. Let him move. Our journey didn't end the day we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The adventure just began. We're being transformed. We are being changed. We are being transfigured into the likeness of Christ. As we die daily, a new creation is coming forth. Your journey is just getting started. It's not over yet. This is an active faith. It isn't sitting in a seat waiting for a sign. It's becoming. It's active. It's becoming who God has called you to be, to changing into his likeness. I am changing still. Looking for God in every situation. Seeing what he's doing and saying, here I am, Lord, send me. It's being honest about your failures and your shortcomings. And not dwelling on it. Not living in that space. You don't live in your shortcomings. You don't live in your sin. You fall forward. And it's realizing that we're going to move forward. He ain't done with us yet. Because I am changed and I'm changing still. Somebody say that this morning. I am changed, but I'm changing still. Would you stand with me this morning? We're going to worship. Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.